Hello, and thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from First United Methodist Church of DeRitter, Louisiana, recorded at our 10 o'clock service on Sunday, January 20th, 2019. This morning I'm reading from 1 Corinthians 12, verse 1 through 11. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were enticed and led astray to idols that could not speak. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking by the Spirit of God ever says, let Jesus be cursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Now, there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit, and there are varieties of services, but the same Lord, and there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit. To another to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy. To another the discernment of spirits. To another various kinds of tongues to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are activated by one and the same Spirit, who allots to each one individually, just as the Spirit chooses. This week we encounter the third installment of our New Year's worship series, Hate, Enough is Enough. And this week's message is going to kind of move in a little bit different direction than you might think. And as those of you who are on our email list who check your emails on the weekend know, today we are looking at this passage in 1 Corinthians. And it is my belief that one of the reasons why there is such hatred in the world including, and this may offend some of you, and I'm not really that sorry about it, including from those within the church, is because we have lost this idea that God is the one who has given us our very gifts. We have lost the idea that we teach our children In Bible school, that God loves everyone, God created everyone, and God gave everyone a gift. But then what happens as we get older? We start segmenting ourselves. We segment ourselves by money. We segment ourselves by gender. We segment ourselves by sexuality. We segment ourselves by geography. We segment ourselves by profession. We segment ourselves in so many ways as a society. And what's even more tragic is we do it within the church. We segment ourselves within the church. And we try to say, we want to be polite about it, but we'll behave as if certain people should have more stroke than other people. Or we're going to talk about how some people are okay and some will let them come to church, but we'll never let them be involved because, well, you just know who they are. But I'm not even talking about that much, although that's a whole sermon series itself. What I'm talking about is what is going on in your heart? What is going on in my heart? What is going on in the heart of the church and of Christians? 
I submit to you the reason why, one reason why hatred is so prevalent is at best we pay lip service to the Holy Spirit. I remember one time, and I've shared this with our Wednesday night class, and I think my old man will remember this if he thinks back far enough. In eighth grade, I had a teacher I could not stand. It was my science teacher. And I'll never forget the first day of class. He wrote on a chalkboard that 89.9 is not an A. One of those teachers. Are any of those kind of teachers here today? Anybody ever had a teacher like that? Yeah, okay, we all have. And I got so aggravated about that. Of course, choir, I wound up in the 86 range, so the 89.9 didn't matter. But I remember him writing that on the chalkboard because I couldn't stand him at that point. Choir, y'all ever have a teacher you couldn't stand? <laughs> David Hardesty just confessed he is that teacher. <laughs> you know, how, how many times do we run into teachers? How many times do we run into politicians? How many times do we run into preachers? How many times do we run into people that we have to deal with that we just cannot stand? And I think the reason why we run into these things is we have forgotten the message of today's passage. We have our preconceived notions, whether it's in society, whether it's in the church, or whether it's in ourselves. We have these preconceived notions. And our preconceived notions keep us from looking at each other. Heck, they keep us from looking at ourselves and the fact that if God created this person and God has blessed this person and God has given this person gifts, if I'm having trouble, maybe the problem is with me. Because I'm not allowing myself to see what God is doing. And I'm focusing so much on what I hate. I'm just going to tell you, that's a struggle I've had for 43 years. And I think if we're all honest about it, we're all in the same boat. And what does this passage have to do with that? Well, you notice how Paul's writing to a church... And if you think you've ever been part of a dysfunctional church, you ain't seen dysfunctional DC, the church at Corinth. Paul's going down and he's talking about spiritual gifts, as we see in our bulletin. And he says, I don't want you to be uninformed. I love that word. We could spend a lot of time on that. He said, you know that when you were pagan, you were enticed and led astray to idols that could not speak. He says, therefore, I want you to understand. And he says, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. And that is the definition of a Christian, is one who believes that Jesus is Lord. So the first thing we must remember from today's passage is the foundation of our faith is the work of the Holy Spirit. The foundation of our faith is the work of the Holy Spirit. Because in that one last part of that verse, he blows up this idea that we have earned our spot in heaven. He blows up this idea that anyone's more important than another in church. He's blown up this idea 
that our faith is the result of our works because he makes us confront the reality that our faith, that the foundation of our faith is the work of the Holy Spirit. Imagine how much our lives might change. Imagine how much our world might change. Imagine how much our church might change. Imagine how much our own sense of well-being would change. If we accepted the reality that far before we woke up to it, God's Holy Spirit has been at work in us. And it is by the gift of the Spirit that we have our faith. It might allow us to give, I'll forget someone else. It might allow us to give ourselves a break. It might allow us to give ourselves a break and say, you know what? God's been at work in me. Maybe it's time that I wake up and let God do His work in me and quit trying to put it on myself. Maybe, just maybe, that might get us out of a paralysis of faith. Maybe, just maybe, it might even allow our faith to flourish. When we realize that our faith is a partnership with God, it is not something that we earn. It's not something you have to do all this checklist stuff, but we are called to be partners with God in living a life of faithful obedience. What would that do to our spirits? And how might that reduce the role of hatred and venom and vindictiveness in our spirits? If not only we accepted it for ourselves, but we accepted it for others. Who is it? Who is it that grinds your teeth? And who is it? And it could be you. Who is it that grinds your teeth? And who is it that you can't imagine God is called to do anything? And who is it that your whole countenance might change toward them? If instead of focusing on who they're not, you focused on who God has made them to be. Which brings us to our second thing. He talks about there are a variety of gifts. He goes through, and I want to say a word about this real quick in parentheses. This is not an all-inclusive list of the gifts of, list of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And any attempt to make it is just limiting the Holy Spirit. But you notice he says there are varieties of gifts. He's saying to us all, choir, even those of us that do not have the gift of music like you do, there are gifts. There are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are a variety of services but the same Lord. There are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates them in everyone. And this leads us to our second point today. Most essential, most essential for the church, most essential for the church is not our specific gifts, but the Holy Spirit from whom they come. Most essential for the church is not our specific gifts, but the Holy Spirit from whom they come. Imagine, 
if you will. If we allowed ourselves to quit focusing on specifics and allowed ourselves to focus on the presence of the Holy Spirit, what if we looked at each other and said to each other, God has given you the gift of the Holy Spirit and He has something that He wants you to do to fulfill His will. And it's not something you have to do, but it's something that God has done in you. Imagine what would happen if you looked in your own mirror and said to yourself as you're getting ready in the morning, you know what, God loves you. God has given you all the gifts to be faithful. God has given you the foundation of your faith in the Holy Spirit and yours is simply to walk with Him. If we allowed ourselves to wake up to that reality, I wonder, actually no, I don't wonder, I know that a lot of the internal self-loathing in which we engage would be broken because we would be motivated not by the fear of who we are not, but by the love of whose we are, God Himself. We get focused too much on the specifics. And we miss, <coughs> we miss the most essential, we miss that most essential for the church is not our specific gifts, but the Holy Spirit from whom they come. Because you notice what he said also. He said, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For the common good. What would our lives look like? What would our church look like? What would our world look like if we looked at each other through the lens of God has given you a specific gift to be used for the common good and instead of looking at you or looking at ourselves for what we do not have, we embraced you for who you are and what God is doing in you. I submit to you that if we focused on that, the role of hatred in our lives, in our churches, in our cities, in our states, and in our world would be totally different. But then we get to the very last part of this. The very last verse of this whole thing. All these are active, and he's talking about the gifts that he's listed. All these are activated by one and the same Spirit. <clears throat> All these are activated by one and the same Spirit who allocates to each one individually just as the Spirit chooses. Wow. Wow. If that's true, then we have some freedom now. We have some freedom now not to focus on our own or other shortcomings, but we have the freedom to say, let me engage in a way of exploring with each one of you or each one of you with one another or whoever. Then our relationship becomes a process of discovery of who God has called us to be and the gifts God has given us. But along with that comes something that we are going to have to change. We're going to have to change it as individuals, as families, as a church, as a community, as a world. And if it doesn't change, then we got no room to complain about hatred. 
And that is this, no one, no one is more important than another. No one is more important than another. To believe or act otherwise is simply not biblical. No one is more important than another. To believe or act otherwise is simply not biblical. I submit to you one of the reasons why hate permeates so many of our lives and so, many of, so much of the world is we have bought into this stratification of people based on whatever scale we want to make. It could be beauty. It could be history. It could be money. It could be political. It could be physical. It could be a whole host of other things. But when we allow ourselves to believe either that we are more important than anyone or we believe that others are more important than us, that's going to lead to feelings of inadequacy. And that's going to lead to feelings of unworthiness. And that's going to lead to self-destructive or other destructive behavior. That's why this message is titled, It's About the Giver, Not the Gift. It's about the giver, not the gift. Because instead of focusing on what each of us has as our gifts, we focus on the God who gave us these gifts, then we look at each other and our gifts in a whole different light. Because then we quit acting like terrorists, threatening to withhold our gifts. Because we quit acting like hostage takers when we say, well, I'm not going to participate in this because I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not whatever. We were not given our gifts for our own motivations. We were given our gifts for the common good. My friends, if anyone tells you that you are unworthy or that you don't have a place, or if anyone tells you you're not as important as someone else, that is a lie from the pit of hell. I'll say it again. That is a lie from the pit of hell. Because no one is more important than anyone else. And don't allow yourself to believe that someone is more important than you. They may have different gifts. They may have more, how shall I say it, more prominent roles but that does not mean in any way you are any less important than they are. And if we are those that are in more prominent roles, there is a reason why Scripture says be very careful about the leadership you take in the church because you will be held to a higher standard. My friends, our faith is found in the work of the Holy Spirit. The most important thing to remember is that the Holy Spirit is from where our gifts come. And my friends, no one is more important than another. <clears throat> and the only way we can believe that is if we believe that the giver of the gifts, the Holy Spirit, is more important than the gifts themselves. Again, thank you for listening to this sermon podcast. You may find out more about our ministries at fumcdirector.org.